0: Woo! Robbie pumping us up for Friday morning. Welcome into the show. This is Izzy and Ricardo on SCNZ Breakfast on your Friday. And not just any old Friday, Izzy.
1: Mm. Super
0: Rugby Pacific Day. Yeah, it's
1: here, isn't it? It's here. The Crusaders jumped on their kite and uh, they've made it way to, their, ways to ha- their way to Hamilton. Take on the Chiefs, so it's a hell of a start, it's, Yeah, it's finally here and then, well, next week we got the NRL, well, in a couple of weeks' time, so, mate, it's all coming up nice and closely, getting here to the time of the year where everyone loves to be able to watch some footy and a bit of rugby and then plenty of racing action as well, so, uh, yep, it's here, the Hurricanes are over in Western Australia and uh, a place where they've, um, you yeah, know, gone pretty reasonably well over the last couple of years but they've got a new number nine and yeah that gives me a few question marks but mate it's here it's it is here. here
0: that new number nine um mm. uh, Viljoen Vihuan. yeah 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 he, uh, he his granddad was a springbok and mm. his family moved here when he was I think about eight and he was yep. part of the New Zealand under 20 setup last year mm. they went to the under 20 world cup it didn't go great and the forward pack got out muscled a bit but uh yeah Geordie Viljoen it'll be interesting to see how he goes
1: yeah, because most, uh, most of that competition, you yeah, had Noah Hotham that was playing at nine, so in a part of that team. So, yeah, I haven't seen anything of Will Young, but, mate, that's a, that's a very famous name from South Africa. Uh, plenty of halfbacks have played with that uh, surname. So, yeah, I'll be watching with interest because I know TJ is teed up with Harry Godfrey, who we had on the show yesterday. They're playing for uh, the Hurricane Hunters. And, um, yeah, so he'll be chomping at the bit to get back in there. And Cam Roygaard on the bench. I was thinking that was an interesting um, take from Clark Laidlaw from the, from the outset. But he knows Cam Roy- Roygaard, what he can bring, and bring that uh, punch off the bench. Where's Jamie Booth? Is he injured? He's injured, and I don't think he's there anymore. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be, that'll be so. <laughs> why. Yeah, not there. He's, up in, uh, he's up in North Harbour. He was playing for North Harbour.
0: But, yeah, I, I I don't think he's there. But correct me if I'm wrong, um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's moved on. Because they've got three contracted halfbacks. Geordie is mm. not one of them. So they brought mm. him outside the contracted players to play this game. Well, he might be injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boothie
1: might be injured because he went relatively well, or he might not have got a contract. I, I, last time I seen him was in Auckland, so and I'm pretty sure he covered this conversation, but I can't remember. Yeah, right. Um, but,
0: yeah. It was interesting. They caught me by surprise. Yeah, well, I mean, they've said that the reason that Cameron Roygaard's not starting is because he had a niggle in preseason and didn't play as much as they wanted him to in preseason. Mm. So yeah. I, I get that. And if TJ – they obviously don't think TJ's fully back to, back up to speed yet. Well, you just don't want to put that pressure. The guy's been out of the
1: game for 18 months, mm. came back too early with his knee, um, had to go again and get under the knife and get it done. So yeah, no point rushing him. It's a big season, and you've got you know arguably two of the best halfbacks in the competition, and you don't want to rush them. At start of the season, you want to hit the ground running and get the results. The team they've taken over there, they believe they can get the results. Um, but Western Australia, hot conditions, pretty hostile environment. It's a it's a difficult start for the Hurricanes, but um, I think that Clark Glade and the crew have got a plan in place. That team position's probably the position that's going to be Hotly contested. We, had, you know, like I said earlier, Harry Godfrey. He's playing in ten. He's come on and said he wants to be in the ten position. They've got Brett Cameron, they got Ruben Love, they got Aiden Morgan, uh, and no one's really put their hand up to say this is my jersey. Get in line and wait for me, um, to, to wait for me to have your turn. So, yeah, I'll be watching that uh, position with a little bit of interest. Other than
0: that, they're a pretty um, pretty solid outfit. Yeah, very solid outfit. And actually, got some news. Some news uh, out of the Western Force, mate. Isaac Rotter has been mm. pulled out. he had been scratched for this game. Mm. The big lock. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nah, that's a big loss. The locks probably a department that the Western Force have. You know, they've had Jeremy Thrush. Yeah. That uh, they've had to pull off. Um, you know, pull in a couple of times. So I think uh, is it Tom Franklin's over there at the moment. Tom yep. Franklin used to play for the Hondas. and he's on He's been over in Japan. He's in there Ben for now. If you remember Ben for now, he's played 90 games for the Crusaders. He got called in um, in January to fly over and uh, be a part of the Western force. So Simon Cron is the new coach. he's just been signed on. He's, um, yeah, he's digging deep.
0: Get some personnel over there. Yeah, um, but he's done, he's done. all right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that first game goes. It's it's actually this show is uh, pretty Super Rugby heavy, as you'd imagine. Mm. We've got Rhys Patchell, uh, who uh, obviously a Welsh international, has come over to play for the Highlanders, been named to start at ten uh, against Moana this weekend. And uh, you, I said to you yesterday, you couldn't be on this because I had to pre-record the interview. yesterday. I said, anything you wanted me to ask him. And so I asked him. You didn't him, ask him. I, no, didn't. him. I asked him. I <laughs> asked You did not. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, good. Um, So I do I do the breakfast show with Israel Bag, I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's run around me a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should say that. Funny you should say that, because I said, is there anything you want me to ask Reese? And he goes, ask him if he remembers the goosey I put on him in Dunedin. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, I remember
1: Bender the scoring against me in Dunedin as well. It's what I would say, is he didn't score because I held him up over the line. <laughs> 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 Oi, I sit there off ear. I sit there off ear, and you've gone and embarrassed me like Ricardo, I should have known. it. <laughs> 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 Mate, he's sitting there on the other side of the phone going, are you kidding me, you arrogant human Israel,
0: <laughs> and you've just gone and done that? Well, to be fair, I didn't even get to say it, because I said, I asked him, you know, I said, do you remember Israel Dang? And he went, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, he ran around me a few times, and I was like, okay, right, well, you know, that's okay then, because you've said it.
1: Oh mate, oh, what else did you say? When are we playing that? 6.40, 640. Oh, Yay! yay. Yeah. <laughs> I was taking my cans off because you're just going to throw me under the
0: bus. No, mate, no, you're all right. You're all right. We, we said that like I literally because I was pre-recording that he literally just picked up the phone and hand been handed over, and we were just yarning And I was, I, was, I was like, oh, I might ask you about this later on. And he was like, yeah, yeah cool, 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 cool. So no, nah, but he's good. He's a good man.
1: Oh. Reese Patchell,
0: I'll tell you what. Uh, from the sounds of things, everything he, he mentions Kenny Lynn a couple of times and uh, yeah. and and the, and the sunscreen situation at the Highlanders, so we'll uh, we can yeah. talk about that as well. Uh, also, Paul Tito. Speaking of gingers, uh, the biggest ginger of well, all. The of sunscreen, yeah. <laughs> 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 Paul Tito from the Blues <laughs> on with us after seven as well. And uh, John- just just on that,
1: yeah. our first met Paul Tito at the Hurricanes, and uh, I was a young kid, I was only nineteen, and you speaking about hur- um, the sun sunshine and the heat, well, we're in the changing rooms, and Paul's wrapped up from head to toe, and I'm like, what are you up to, he goes, oh, diggy. Big Yellow, Big Yellow, you know Big Yellow? I'm like, who's Big Yellow? He's like, Big Yellow out there. I said, oh, the sun. He goes, yeah, yeah. He's angry today. He is angry today. So he's just slip, slop, slap, everything getting his body uh, body covered. So you want to know people that don't go well in the sunshine?
0: There's Paul Tito. Alright, well Paul Tito's on with us after 7 talking Blues. Johnny Brace was going to break things up for us uh, and talk some cricket at 7.40. And then after 8 o'clock, uh, the editor of Rugby News magazine, their latest issue is out Mm. now, it's got all the news that you need, all the information on the squads for Super Rugby Pacific as well, and uh, you and he, is he a new feature that we're going to do every Friday, you're going to go head to head with somebody every Friday, picking Super Rugby results for that weekend, and so we'll do that after 8 o'clock, we'll go through the games, and uh, see how you guys get on, so that is what is coming up on the show, let's crack into this.
1: Round one.
0: Triple threat, the three big questions of the day. James Fisher-Harris, Kiwi's captain, reckons Nelson Osofa-Solomona would be the league star most likely to make it in the WWE. This is off the back of uh, Daniel Vito, the ex-Canberra Raiders player, making it in the WWE. Uh, Who would you rate from Super Rugby? Who do you reckon would, would, would give it a good go? I can understand the reasoning why. He's a big, giant human. But the
1: only downside to that pick is you've got to have a presence. And when I say a presence, you've got to have a personality presence. You've got to come in with a character, you know, someone that's got a bit of difference about them. And Nelson does a wee bit. tall, big man. We've seen what he can do in Bali. So he can punch, he can fight. Um, so for me, I'm kind of looking for characters in, in super rugby. And I've come up with three. Mm. And I've come up with three of the biggest characters in Super Rugby that I feel could entertain, um, you know, do a little pole driver, and a little choke slam kind of situation. So I've gone for Naitoa, the Koi Reaper.
0: Ooh. Naitoa,
1: the Koi Reaper. Yes. So Naitoa, a Koi. Yeah, I've chucked him in there. He's big, long. Hair. He's got the big dreads. He wears, um, you know, nail polish with all different colours. So he's not afraid of getting a bit of gold dust about him, and uh, getting out there and, and and having a wee go. So I've gone Nitor the Koi Reaper, and I've also chucked Angus Tavell. Oh yeah, there. yeah. I think Angus uh, would go pretty pretty good in the, in the wrestling ring. Hey, look. His mouth would do all the all uh, all the all the wrestling, let's be honest. can talk himself out of any situation. And then I've gone, George Take-A-Bow-Bower.
0: Ooh. George like Take-A-Bow-Bower. You've even got the nicknames. I like the, I like the thought you put into this.
1: <laughs> George Take-A-Bow-Bower, I think um, – He'll come in, he'll bring a little bit of Pacific flavor, he'll dance his way to the ring and then probably get tapped out after about 30 seconds. But if not, before he does his finishing move, which is the bow driver, he's going to bow at the opponent and then get in there and and do what he needs to do. So I think those three, uh, if I was going to pick a couple, they're in the Fords. You know, for the, uh, the tough ones out there, we ain't going to get any any first fives having a crack. You know, first fives, halfbacks—they could probably be a Shawn Michaels, you know, entertainer, the sweet chin, music, you know, kind of something like that. But uh, yeah, I've gone for the big boys in this, this mean, situation. If,
0: if you want a mouth that Cadola's wrestling for, him, surely TJ Petanara would be up there.
1: Oh yeah, he'd, he'd mouth his way. <laughs> TJ,
0: the mouth of the TJ, the mouth of the South <laughs> Petanara. <Perinata>. Boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom, sorted. Ah, oh, man, there are bonuses and there are bonuses. But I don't know if you read this story, but um, when uh, the uh, UFC uh, put on the big fight that everybody wanted to see and Conor McGregor was running his mouth like never before uh, and then got beaten by Khabib uh, Nurmagomedov, uh, Vladimir Putin turned around and gave Khabib $20 million. Mm. It's like, it's a, here you go. Well done. Twenty million. Apparently, he was on the phone to him before he even got back to the locker room, mate. There are bonuses and there be are bonuses.
1: Super to take that money, would you? you you're pretty much his now.
0: Well, Give him yeah, that. yeah. Well, him that. Khabib said afterwards, apparently that he got not only got that, he said, but he got showered with gifts from leaders from around the world, mainly from the Muslim world, because of some of the things that McGregor had said about his faith in the lead up. So he said, it doesn't matter where I go, if I go somewhere that's a Muslim country, I get given gyms, I get given money, I get given gifts everywhere I go. Wow. Well, that's um,
1: the Conor McGregor effect,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, he's, he's like the ultimate villain. But on that, I, I was reading a story about this because they've been talking about whether or not there'll ever be a rematch or that if Conor will go back to the ring. But I was saying, Conor McGregor's net worth now is mm. 300 million US. He basically lives on a boat in the uh, in the Greek island somewhere. Yeah. Um, if you got 300 million in the bank, are you ever jumping back in the octagon? You reckon we'll ever see Conor McGregor fight again? Nah, nah. If I got three hundred million in the
1: bank, I'm never getting up at four forty in the morning ever again. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So no, he's not going to go and fight again. Why would he go and fight? Like everyone's asking. Everyone knows if they get an opportunity to fight Conor McGregor, they're going to get paid because he is the biggest name in the UFC at the moment. And and the UFC, no disrespect, but. It's kind of taken a bit of a hit lately. They've lost some big names, you know. Izzy's not fighting. Um, you, you go to the heavyweights. There's no real big heavyweights. They had um, yeah, Nganu's gone to boxing. There's, it's just... Yeah, taking a bit of a hit at the moment. And Conor McGregor, he's got three hundred million, he's got proper whiskey sold for plenty. He is arguably the biggest athlete name in the world. Wherever he goes, he's gonna get an attraction, he's gonna get um, publicity and people want a piece of him. So why would he go and get his head smacked in and broken leg and sitting on the ground having a little whinge or getting choked out? when he could just sit on his yacht and look in his bank account and just see it ticking away and getting bigger and bigger. Mm. So, nah, I don't see him coming back and fighting.
0: Round three. Now, the big boss of New Zealand rugby, Mark Robinson, is off to meet all the power brokers of world rugby in the UK this weekend. They'll be talking about all sorts on-field, off-field. If you could make one change to rugby right now, on-field or off-field, what would it be? What would you be getting into Mark Robinson's ear about? Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Well, he's got a whiteboard. Hang on. Where did this come from? <laughs> he's got a whiteboard. <laughs>
1: okay. Where do we start here, Robo? Um, for me, the number one is TMO input. Get rid of the TMO, Mike, to the referee. Get rid of it so he can't have any say and the referee is doing all the officiating. So get rid of the TMO having any influence during the game for one. So we can just have a flowing game, and uh, only time the TMO comes in is when, uh, in the lead uh, after a try has been scored, you're going to go back two phases and lead up to the try, and that's the only time. So get rid of the TMOs, Mike, to the referee. There is still a place for a TMO in the game, I feel, but not every single phase and not every single moment of the game. I think that'll go a long way, and also the cards situation. Yeah. Scrap red cards. Get rid of red cards. Get rid of them. Yellow card, yes. Get rid of the red card. Chuck them on report. Goes really well in league. Bang. Deal with it after the game so we're not losing uh, sometimes our best players, disrupting a a major contest a la the Rugby World Cup final. Get rid of it. Deal with it after the game when everything's done and dusted and then make those uh, um, deal with the consequences. So red cards, scrapped for me. Scrum resets, no resets. As soon as the scrum goes down, free kick, can't reset it. You can't pick the option to reset the scrum. You can only kick it or tap it and go. Wow,
0: there you go. I asked for one and got three. Is he? Mate, that's going to speed the game up. I like it. I like it a lot.
1: (laughs) The game. And if you want me to keep going on, he's up there in the north. Let's get some unity. Let's get some clarity. Let's get everyone on the same page, not worrying about their own backyard. And let's get a game that everyone wants to see. Clarity in the global calendar. Come on. Make it happen.
0: Let's get... Mark Robinson, your whiteboard. That's what we need here. Yeah, I hope he can take that as carry on. Uh, he can take that over <laughs> to the UK with him. He flies out tomorrow morning. So we'll see what comes of that.